Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today we have Jim Hughes from Colossus, and this is Forgotten Country by your arsenal. Welcome back to the Kill Rock Podcast, the hashtag KRP. Today we have Jim Hughes from Colossus. They just released Badlands off of Face Down Records and are set to kick off a North American tour with bands like Prepared Like a Bride, Illuminate Me, as well as Darkness Divided. And we're going to be at that first stop in Canoga Park with uh, Prepared Like a Bride. We are going to talk with Prepared Like a Bride straight from Australia. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. And we are so stoked. Before we get started with our interview with Jim, as well as everything uh, that that has to do with Colossus and Badlands, I just want to tell you guys about my week last week. It was great. My week was amazing last week. Uh, work was awesome. I have two jobs, one taking care of kids, another one taking care of kids. Same exact thing, different type feel. Anyways, it was a good job or it was a good fun week working. Uh, I got to partake in the Anaheim Ducks home opener 
And that was amazing. Beating the Minnesota Wild 2-1. to one, And uh, we squeaked it out. Squeaked out the victory. And uh, I literally mean that. one nothing going into the third period. The Wild dominated the whole game. Especially on the four check. And their defense was relentless. However, in the third period, uh, Cogliano and uh, Perry... They both uh, took advantage of the Minnesota Wild mistakes. Uh, one shorthanded goal on the breakaway, which Cogliano, he was the best duck on the ice the whole game. Anyone would tell you that. Him and Freddie Anderson were the best two ducks on the ice. And then uh, Perry took a big advantage of a turnover in the wild zone and scored off his own rebound. It was a great game. It was fun. And uh, another reason why it was an amazing week you guys helped us get to the top five of the rock charts on Podomatic. From the deepest crevices of my heart, I want to say thank you so much. We do not deserve anything, any listener. We do not deserve any of you guys downloading, subscribing, playing, liking, whatever. You guys are the ones that are doing it, not us. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, help us get to number one. And you know what? Help us get on that iTunes charts. Uh, that's going to be a toughie, but it's great. We got to beat out Kiss, which is amazing. And you also got us to uh, 166th on uh, the music charts, which is in general, all music. And if you are... Um, into music podcasts, you would agree that a lot of podcasts out there are just DJs putting out remixes, and we're trying to do something different. We're trying to, I guess, talk podcast type deal with music, uh, getting your favorite bands onto your radios. So thank you guys. Keep it up. We are in the process of renovating everything that is the Kill Rock podcast. We are only 18 episodes deep with one album review uh, so far which I guess is 19 episodes, but we're only 18 episodes deep, but we're looking to expanding. We're looking to growing and we can't do that without your help. And this is how you could help. You could help without paying a cent. What you could do is like I said earlier, you could download, listen, actually, sorry, listen, download, you could sus subscribe. That was easy for me to say, subscribe, uh, share, uh, re rate and review. That's how you could get our name out there, the Kill Rock Podcast, the hashtag KRP. Uh, listening and downloading, that boosts up our numbers as well as rate and reviewing. And uh, like I said last week on the Gideon episode, if you send us a review in the form of lyrics of a song and you send it to us, I will sing them on the air. I'll get out my acoustic guitar and I'll try to figure the song out as much as I can and I will sing your review for everyone to hear so that's going to be interesting uh, we're waiting on you guys you could also uh, send us your feedback to kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com you could also email myself personally Keith, K-E-I-T-H, that's how you spell Keith, Keith at KillRockPodcast.com. And if you're in an independent band and you're looking to get your music on the air, please 
don't wait. Send us your music. Send us your jams. If we love you guys, we'll put you on the air. We'll also do an interview with you for an, a future episode of the Kill Rock Podcast. And also, if you guys are interested, we'll do a album review and stay for you guys here on the Kill Rock Podcast. With that, we are going to get to a song by Colossus off their brand new album, Badlands, off Face Down Records. This is their debut single. This is Demons. You can go find the music video on YouTube. Uh, I believe Face Down's YouTube. So go look up Face Down's YouTube. Check out Demons as well as all of the music videos and videos that Face Down Records has posted. This is Demons off Badlands here on the hashtag K. R.P. I can feel the dead within Crawling underneath my skin Trapped inside my mind I'm in out of time Losing my mind Suffering this place I cannot find I'm losing my mind
welcome back to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today I have a special guest. Uh, we have Jim Hughes, guitar player for the band Colossus. They just released their, uh, I believe, sophomore album right off FaceTown Records. Yep, yep. Badlands. Uh, it released uh, probably about a few weeks ago. As we're recording this podcast and as we release it, it'll probably be a little over a month by then. Um, Jim, how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How has the reception been for Badlands so far? It's been it's been really awesome, more so than they expected. Um, you know, kind of like the industry kind of bases things off of like the first week and how that goes. And um, we over doubled what we did with our first album. So really? it was super, super awesome, unexpected. So it's been really, really cool. That is actually really cool, especially uh, you released two albums in two consecutive years. Is there a reason why you guys did that? Um, I don't know. I guess we it wasn't even like it wasn't really like a like a mental process of oh we need to get this out right now. It was just kind of we were home, we were working on it, sitting in South Dakota all winter long, where there's really nothing else to do. So yeah, just the second one just kind of came together. So oh sorry, I lost you a little bit. Okay, I said. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's either that or you're going to be out in the snow. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the writing process like getting into Badlands? Because, at least from my perspective, it seems like Time and Eternal compared to Badlands, they're they're kind of different albums uh, stylistically. Mm -hmm. How did you go into writing Badlands? Yeah, I mean, it was two definitely different processes. Like, um, I guess. When we started writing Time and Eternal, most of us were still in high school, um, so we were all super young, and it was like we would all just go up and meet up at our um, drummer Israel's house, and we would go out there, and we had a, a second guitarist at the time, um, and then he left right after we recorded Time and Eternal um, to go to school, so we uh, the, the process was a little different. We wrote more stuff like kind of as a group, like everyone was there. We were all kind of just like um, throwing riffs out there. Um, and then with Badlands, it kind of switched up. I mean, there's, I was the primary guitarist after that. So that kind of changed. Um, and then a lot of it was just written. I got more into recording, which uh, had like a studio at home. Um, so then a lot of it was just like, I would just be in, in my little studio, whatever, and just like jam some stuff out. And then I would send it to our drummer, Israel, and he would write drum parts for it. And so, I mean, it, it was a similar process, but definitely it was more based around the computer, which I think yeah. did change some elements of it for sure. Is that a thing nowadays? Uh, I know uh, as someone that wrote music with the band, uh, at least when I did it, we didn't have the technology that, you know, we have now um mm -hmm. was it an easier process doing it that way rather than just trying to get schedules together and collaborate in a room yeah like i definitely would say it's easier whether or not that means better i don't know though it, it kind of i think there's that human element that can really easily get missed unless you're really thinking about it um because it's easy to just kind of like you know like copy and paste and um things of that nature. So it, it, was, it was like one of those things where it's, it's got its ups and its downs. Like it's still, it's still always just awesome to sit in a room with your friends and just kind of jam stuff out like that. So. 
Yeah. Uh, when when you would send the stuff to your drummer Israel and to other people in the band, um, would they give you feedback for it, or would they just say, uh, "I guess this is the song"? No, it was it was it's a it's a long process. We definitely go through. I mean, I, I would say before a song is like before the finished ones you're hearing on Badlands. Um, I would say it, most songs probably go through anywhere from like five to ten revisions. Um, it's 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 like a you're really working on them until it's done. And even with this last record, we went into the studio and it was kind of a kind of a weird process. But we finished everything at home as much as we could, and then um, went to Kansas City and recorded some stuff there with Josh Barber. Um, but then we came home and actually finished it at. Um, a studio here in Sioux Falls and I just engineered it myself so it was like we were really working on the songs for I mean probably like the, the final ones that you hear on the album we were probably working on for close to like um, four months right about so were there revisions while in the studio oh yeah definitely all the time <laughs> now uh, you wrote the guitar parts does that mean that Alex wrote the vo uh, all the vocals and the lyrics Yep, yep. He handles like all of that, all the like the concepts and all of the ideas pretty much just come from him on stuff like that. He's just super mega creative, so he uh yeah, he just he provided all of that for the whole album. So you guys are one of those uh music first, lyrics second. Or at least lyrics last. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean we, we kind of like like with Tongue Eternal it was like I I would say it was like semi concept based where we, we had the idea of the overall feel um and how we wanted like certain parts to flow and like having kind of darker songs first and lighter songs after um and Badlands was similar in some ways but um yeah it was definitely music pretty much always comes first there will be maybe ideas but lyric ideas but i would say music is always first right i think that's how most uh bands go i i think uh unless you have an actual concept even when you have that concept, a lot of the times the lyrics still come after the music because you have to fit those words into a melody that goes with that music. Right. Right. And, and sometimes I think that maybe more so in other styles of music, it would be easier to do lyrics first. Um, but I think like for uh, like heavier music, it's um, just pretty common, like especially like guitar based bands. Right. Um, it's, it's just more common to have the instruments come first like that. Especially when it's a rhythmic kind of style of music. Right, right, right. Because metal kind of has uh, that, you know, you, you're always kind of like hitting a rhythm uh, at certain moments, and it's hard to create a scream over something that's not really there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, we talked about the difference between Time and Eternal and uh, Badlands in regards to recording, but um, sound-wise, how did you guys... Uh, capture your sound how long did it take also um just like as far as like studio stuff goes yeah like studio and also like uh songwriting format okay um yeah i mean so i would say like some of the songs that made it on badlands i mean and part of the process too for us is we i think for this record we demoed out closer to 15 songs um so then some of the songs it's like we took a verse from this song and a bridge from this song and, you know, little, little parts here and there and combine them to make new songs. Um, so as far as that goes, we, 
like I, I, I had some of the first demos about a month after Time and Eternal released. So whatever that would have been, June, July 2013, maybe. Okay. I think. Um, so some of those demos were from a ways back. So, um, yeah, and then we just kind of like all came together, got everything where we wanted it to be before we got to the studio um, in Kansas City. And then I, I prefer to keep it like somewhat traditional, I guess, recording, like a more um, organic than I think some metal records have been where yeah. like I don't want to have all fake drums. Um, <laughs> I don't want to have like super um, like processed sounding guitars and stuff like that. So we still do it where we set up full drum kit um and we, the studio that we were at for drums is a really nice studio this uh guy jim Waggy owns it and um just a really beautiful room with some really really nice drums so um yeah we just set up everything played drums live um obviously things get like sampled and stuff like that and replaced a little bit but for the most part you're hearing exactly what he played and then um actually we did guitars and bass there and the bass that you hear on the record is the bass that we got in Kansas city. But we came home after that and finished guitars and vocals in Sioux falls in our hometown. And, um, then we sent it to Brian hood who's done like Gideon and Swan in and bands like that. And he, um, we just sent him like clean DI guitar tracks and then he runs it through his guitar rig there and he gets all of the tones for us. right there so it's so crazy what we could do with technology nowadays yeah it's it's pretty nuts it's kind of it's it's good and bad it's it's i don't know it's just you have to for me personally it's like just keeping focused on the creative element is super important so i think uh that you mentioned uh uh, you don't want to have like you want to have authentic drums rather than Mm -hmm. just everything typed in i remember um there was this band. I'm not going to say which band it was or who it was. Um, but there, the, the lead singer of this band came up to us and he was telling us how we should go to this guy who's, uh, re- he records up in Upland. And mm-hmm. uh, basically he's like, you should just tap in the drums. It's cheaper and all that stuff. And it's like, why? Because you're basically yeah. taking away a live feel from your album. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very rock and roll. It's not. And this was a band that had three guitar players and they all played the same parts. Maybe I kind of get it. Right. Um, right. <laughs> uh, we talked about the writing process. What are you guys going to do for Badlands? Are you guys are getting ready for tour. You're going to play with uh, Prepared Like a Bride. Uh, yep. First stop is at the Canoga Park, so I'll probably see you there. Um, how stoked are you guys to be playing with uh, such amazing bands? You're playing with really great bands on this tour. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, I mean, like we, I've heard of Prepared Like a Bride just here and there um, over the internet, obviously. Haven't seen them yet, but I, like as soon as we got the offer, I listened to their biggest, I think it's called Overcomer. Yeah. And um, I was like, yes, like this is, it, it's going to be super cool. And then we're like really good friends with the guys in Darkness Divided. And oh, I mean, they're insane. So they're super talented. Yeah, they're a really good band. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. Um, the other band, Illuminate Me, I guess I haven't, I haven't listened to them too much, so I think that uh, Alex, our vocalist, told me that they sound pretty awesome. So it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a super cool tour, and for us it's going to be cool because it's a lot of bands that really fit like our same style really well. Right. 
Um, whereas other tours we've been on with like more metal bands or more hardcore style bands. So hopefully we'll hit the like perfect demographic for us, which is really exciting. Now, when you're touring, is it easier to play with the bands that kind of have the same sound as you guys or bands that are kind of just variously mixed? Um, it's, it's kind of tough. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where you don't want kids to come to a show and feel like they're hearing the same band four times in a row. Um, but on the same token, it's like, we've definitely, like, we did a, a tour with the bands Kubla Khan and Barrier, right. which are both just, they, they pull, like, definitely, like, a different crowd than the Christian metalcore crowd, right. which is awesome. Like, we, I mean, that was one of our favorite tours that we've ever done, and it was super cool. Um, but you can definitely, like, you can feel in the room, like, people just aren't as stoked. Right. So it's like one of those things where you're trying to put yourself out there and kind of get break into those different scenes. Um, but there's definitely like, I mean, there are some shows where like it didn't, it, as long as it was heavy, kids didn't care, stuff like that. But then there are some shows, especially touring with like more hardcore based bands where um, like some hardcore kids just don't want to, they don't want to hear a riff. Right. So um, it, it's, it's cool. And like, I, I would say if I had my choice, I would maybe lean more towards like the, like metal or progressive side uh, like when we toured with War of Ages and um, kind of bands like that but I know like Alex really loves hardcore music so he would rather tour with like Terror and I would rather tour with like Darkest Hour you know that sort of thing right. so yeah, I don't know but I mean it's just it, it's cool like it's just good to be out with whoever we can be out with really when you guys tour how many tours have you guys done since you've been on Facedown Records because uh and how many times have you even hit California? Um, let's see. We've been, I mean, since we've been on face down, we've only done probably maybe, maybe five tours. Um, but we've been out in the California area, I think like in the LA region, I think like three times now we, okay. we did a tour with, um, uh, leaders for their indomitable CD release. And then, um, the more than sound tour with war of ages, I think was out there. That's what that tour was. Yeah. 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 Yep. We played, um, let's see, where did we play? I think we might've played the same venue that face down fest is that I can't remember what that's Uh, called. Stronghold. Yeah. Yeah. I think we played there. Fun fact. That was actually the venue. My band played their last show. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to, that probably won't enter this podcast, but it's just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's a great, that's a great venue. Um, now, being a Face Down band, you hear a lot of stories, especially from uh, members of Face Down Records. Uh, I remember talking to Andy Atkins from A Plea for Purging, and mm-hmm. he had nothing but nice things to say. And the fact that it's a basically Face Down bases themselves as a family. Um, is that how you feel towards the label? Not to really put you on the spot. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And maybe I'm a little bit biased because I'm also employed by FaceTown. Okay. Um, but no, I, I mean, I seriously love it. And like, um, before I like started working for them, it was like one of those things where our friends would come up to us and like, we had some friends that were on victory records and stuff like that. And they would come up to us and be like, yeah, we signed a contract and it was, it was okay, but like nothing that was like super excited about and everything like that and we're like man we signed like the most fair like artist-based agreement that you could ask for and um yeah and and it's just amazing and like we go out there and 
like we spend the night with um, Jason and Virginia, the owners, and we just all hang out and go eat pizza and go to get Chipotle. And the last time we played there was, let's see, we were, when we were on tour with leaders, we stopped out there and they took us swimming with sharks and, oh, wow. you know, just stuff like that. So it's like, it, it's 100% family based, but it's not something that they're like pushing all the time. It's just something that happens. It's that's the kind of bands that they sign and that's the kind of people that they are. So it's, you know, it's totally just uh, just the vibe that you get 100% of the time. So it's it's really cool. Yeah. And, and then they actually um, came out to they sought me out and, and asked me to start working for them probably like seven, six, seven months ago. So um, then that is just like one more thing that now I'm in communications with them like almost every single day. So it's just another thing that um, has kind of gotten me closer to them, which is always it's just super awesome. So. So what are you doing with uh, Face Down? Um, my official title is online merchandise manager. So okay. um, we deal with the, the merch store um, merch now. They handle everything. So just setting up um, like any sales that we do and um, getting designs ready for bands and pre-orders and all that stuff. So just taking a little bit of the weight off of Jason's shoulders. Right. And, you know, back to the question about labels, like you said, I've heard stories from other bands um, regarding the label they're on. And mm -hmm. I've never I've never heard as many positive things about those labels uh, in comparison to Facetown Records. Right. Yeah, it's pretty it's I, I, I 100 percent agree. I've never heard as many people have as many good things to say. So. <laughs> Even it's when, crazy. Even when it comes to being a family, I was talking to a band a couple of weeks ago and I was like, so how do you, how are you guys with like other bands? And <laughs> you don't, and they're like, oh yeah, like we're cool with them, but you know, it is what it is. Now, as you guys are getting ready for tour, you guys are getting ready to, uh, I guess, start supporting Badlands. Um, right. Is there any type of merchandising thing that you guys are any type of special touring merchandise that you guys will be releasing? Um, we are kind of in the process of figuring that out ourselves. We, um, we, we just, yeah, we, we have a few things that we're going to be like making handmade at home actually. Um, so those will be like tour items only. Other than that, a lot of the merch that we're bringing with is the same that we have in our um, pre-order bundles. Um, mostly just because, we think those designs are super cool. <laughs> and, uh, um, I did like, I personally designed, I think two of them. And then our bassist, Zach, he, he actually drew the album artwork. Okay. Um, and then he designed one shirt or two shirts maybe. Um, and then, yeah, so a lot of it's that stuff, but then we're getting some, um, more like winter themed, I mean, winter not themed, but like, you know, long sleeve, maybe right. stocking hats, stuff like that. So, there's going to be a few items that are tour only, but for the most part, it's a lot of the same stuff you can get online. So basically uh, you guys are getting clothing that you could wear in South Dakota. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And probably the, the San Diego crew will start wearing it once it hits about 75 degrees. So yeah, yeah we jacket season hits when it's like 82. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's, it's been 50 degrees around here and we're all just walking around in shorts and t-shirts. So <laughs> Um, you were talking about your album uh, covers. I I really like the cover for Badlands. It looks like uh, a mixture of a clock and a Dreamcatcher. Yeah, yeah, that was um, like I said, Zach, our bassist. He totally 
he just sketched that up. Him and I both went to art school for a little while before we started doing this. And so he was just keeping active with that. And we saw that. And I think Alex was like, dude, we should use that as our album art. And it was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And then we just ended up going for it. And it looks awesome. So we kind of um, somewhat started using that as like a bit of a brand. We kind of slapped that on all the shirts and um, stuff like that. So, yeah. Now, what is your favorite song to either play or emotionally what's your favorite song on badlands um man i'm the worst with the names of these things <laughs> well i got them open just in case you just want to go by track numbers hey, so i'm on my computer so i got spotify opened up here so let me check it out um <laughs> uh, let me see i know what one it sounds like uh that one oh insomnia for sure you know what? I was going to tell you, that is my favorite song on the album, too. Nice. Yeah, that's the one. It's a very, it has like that ambient type sound that you kind of hear on Time and Eternal, but it's super heavy. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, that's like, I, I love ambient, or I love uh, like heavy music a lot, but my heart is definitely with like the, a lot of the ambient stuff on this record. That was super fun for me. Who are some of your influences, either writing or you just want like, bands that you just want to listen to um i mean as far as like writing the heavier aspects of our album um i mean the sugar is like huge that's like one of the only heavy bands that i would say i regularly listen to um like and, and like more progressive type bands like that that i tend to lean towards like um like the periphery and kind of that that scene but um also, I would say like Darkest Hour, okay. um, because they they get, they really have like a they create a certain mood in all of their songs. I feel like, which is really cool, and especially in like heavy music when it can seem to get kind of stale sometimes. Um, but other than that, I mean, I listen to like more Owl City and Mayday Parade than most fifteen-year-old girls, realistically. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. You're a Warped Tour girl. I am, I'm a war tour girl and I didn't even know it. So there's that. And the secret's out. Hey, Owl City's great. I remember I saw, uh, the only time I ever saw him was with Reliant K before Forget and Not Slow Down came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, he's on my, he's a bucket list band. And I actually just found out that uh, a lady that my girlfriend works with went to school with. Adam Young from Owl City and Kevin Scaff from A Day to Remember. They all went to school together. So now I'm like one degree of separation. So that's kind of, that's kind of how it is for me and Thrice. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many people that know Dustin Kensu and I have to live vicariously through them. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You're right. Um, anytime. Uh, <laughs> what bands have you seen that are like your favorite bands to watch? I mean, we talked about Listen, but who are the best bands live? Oh, man. Um, you know what? If you, they, want to, if you want to suck up to the bands that you know personally, you could totally do that, too. Yeah, well, as far as heavy bands go, and this isn't even sucking up, as far as heavy bands go, when we toured with Kubla Khan, all of us came home and we were like, oh, my gosh, that that is the best band. It's like so I, I love those guys. Oh, oh no, and, and it was just like so good every night. <laughs> um, other than that, though, I think probably the best show I've ever seen was 
there's probably been 10 times where I'm like, oh, that's the best show I've ever seen. But yeah. I think either uh, Circus Survive or John Mayer, hands down. Circus Survive is amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, that was a game changer. Yeah, exa- and I've never been super into their albums, but I'll go see them live. Yeah, absolutely. Very entertaining. Um, we talked about hockey before we started recording. Uh, you've been pl- you said you played for 13 years. Any, mm-hmm. who's your favorite team? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at picking favorites. I never pick <laughs> favorites, but Especially Minnesota Wild has my heart. Minnesota Wild, okay. Yeah. You're, uh, South Dakota's pretty close to Minnesota, right? Yeah, we're just right next door. So I would always, me and my parents would go up there for games every winter, so. Now, what would you do if, say, the Arizona Coyotes, now known as the Arizona Coyotes, uh, yeah were sold and ended up in South Dakota, would you change allegiance? Ooh, that's tough. Probably, yeah. I'm kind of, I am kind of get into stuff like that pretty quick. <laughs> so I went and saw one Nashville Predators game last weekend while I was in Nashville, and I was like, oh, I like the Predators now, kind of. Yeah. So. How, how <laughs> awesome is their arena? What's that? How awesome is their arena? It's it was pretty awesome. Like and just that I mean, I love everything right down around that part of town. So I do too. I do too. And they actually they have their they have the live country band that plays during the intermissions, am I right? Yeah, yeah. They're just they're playing like uh, I don't even know what, like Rolling Stones covers and stuff like that. So it was it was super cool. I love that town a lot. Now, Jim, uh before we uh let you go, uh Plug some spots. Plug your uh, interwebs type stuff, and mm-hmm. like let us know like where we can find you on the internet. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, Facebook is a biggie, uh, which is just Facebook.com/slash/ColossusMusic. Um, but we we got a website set up, which is just ColossusBand.com, um, and that will kind of link you everywhere. We do the Instagram thing and the Twitter thing, and um, it has like our merch store and our tour dates and we update it with little things here and there. So I'd say colossusband.com is just kind of the place to go for all the news. Any last things you want to say either about Badlands or anything in general? Um, not really. I mean, I guess just if you picked it up, we appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, check it out. Don't download it illegally because that's bad. And <laughs> support face down records that's pretty much it you're speaking from a guy that works at a record label <laughs> yeah <laughs> so take it for what it's worth i agree by the record don't download it yeah <laughs> you're supporting my livelihood so yes <laughs> all right jim uh it was nice talking to you and uh i'll see you maybe in a month yeah sounds good i would love it all right have a good night we want to thank jim hughes uh, for coming on the show, it, it was a lot of fun being getting to talk to him, talking about Badlands, talking about hockey. And you know what? In South Dakota, they don't have a pro team. So I, I guess it's easy to be a Wild fan. And as of right now, that team, not a better team to really be a fan of right now because they're going to kick some butt this year. Uh, too bad for them. The Ducks had to kill Darcy Kemper's shutout streak to was it eight uh eight periods and uh a quarter almost a quarter of way through the third period but 
Andrew Cogliano scored the first goal on Darcy Kemper. So that's great. The Ducks win. Wild lose. It's okay, Jim. When we see you here down in uh, the Cobalt Cafe, when uh, I come down and interview prepared like a bride, I'll make sure that uh, you're dressed appropriately. And that means you're going to wear a duck shirt. You're going to wear a duck shirt. And, you know, I should probably email you and tell you. But you're going to wear a duck shirt. And I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm sure you don't really care. That's okay. Enough of this rambling and jambling. And it was amazing. And like I said, it was amazing getting to talk to Jim. Uh, Badlands will be the next album for Album This Wednesday, two days from today. Uh, so today is the 20th of October. So it'll be the 22nd of October. We're going to be talking about Badlands. Nathan Viscar is going to be joining me once again. Uh, amazing job uh, with the Emerosa album review. He's He keeps notes, in which that's something I never really did. I don't really keep notes. I keep mental notes, but from... Talking with him, it made me like, you know, maybe I should take some notes. So I've been taking my notes on Badlands, and we're going to be talking about Badlands. Uh, great album. Uh, don't want to spoil anything right now. So just download Album Review Wednesday! This Wednesday, when we talk about Badlands by Colossus off face down records we want to thank jim we want to thank the guys from colossus we also want to thank shannon quiggle who uh hooked us up with gideon as well as colossus two great bands from face down records and i'm sure we're going to be talking to more face down record bands in the future so stay tuned for that next week here on the hashtag krp the kill rock podcast we have run lola run as well as uh, Lions Amongst Wolves guitar player Johnny Moore. He's coming in. He is performing an acoustic version. Actually, all of his songs are acoustic because he's doing a solo record, and uh, he starts recording in November. He's actually going to be using my Taylor. So that should be awesome. It's going to sound great, and you're gonna, you guys are going to be floored by the talent uh, of Johnny Moore. I'm serious. You guys really are. He's gonna. He's such a throwback, and uh, he's he has the potential to be huge. He does. He has the potential to be huge, and I say potential because I don't want to go out and say that he is going to be huge because you never know what life will dealt you. But as of right now, he has the potential of being huge. So stay tuned for that next week. We have colors in two weeks. We have Jimmy Smith. From the noise that a music blog uh, ran out of Los Angeles, California, they talked to all the most amazing bands. Keith Buckley, actually, from Every Time I Die, is doing tour blogs uh, every other day or every week or something like that. And it's at bringthenoise.com. Bringthenoise.com. My buddy, Jimmy Smith, we went to school together. Uh, amazing dude, amazing beard. He actually shaved a little bit of it before we did the interview. However, we are going to talk about Slaves. We're going to talk about Amorosa. We're going to talk about 
all the bands that they cover at The Noise. So stay tuned for that. That's in a couple weeks. And then we have another great friend of mine. He used to play guitar for a band called Abel. And now he's playing guitar for this new band. They're called Bandit. They're going to be huge. They have the potential to be huge. I remember I said I don't like saying that. But they have their new album, Of Life, coming out uh, in, uh, in January of 2015, January 20th. That is Bandit, their album, Of Life, potential to be album of the year in 2015 and you could quote me on those quotes don't unquote me i will kill you so stay tuned have a great week and get ready for album review day we talk about badlands colossus off face down records we hope you enjoy this last song is by prepared like a bride this song is Blood Red, off their debut album, Overcomer. Here on the hashtag KRP, the Kill Rock Podcast.
once again, we want to thank you guys for joining us here on the hashtag KRP, the Kill Rock podcast. We talked about how you could support without paying a cent, but if you guys would love to contribute to the Kill Rock podcast, uh, there is a PayPal little link on our killrockpodcast.com website. It links to our PayPal and all the money that we receive goes straight back to the podcast. Running this podcast is not absolutely free and we want to be able to do it for you guys full time, you know, episodes a few more times a week. And uh, to do that, we need to hit a financial goal, but we don't like asking you guys for money. But if you would love to contribute and you want to keep the Kill Rock podcast on the air, you can hit that PayPal link on our killrockpodcast.com website and uh, let us know if you want. We'll give you a shout out on the air. Uh, if you are a company and you want promotion, uh, let us know. And if you don't, if you contribute some money, we'll totally uh, throw back uh, some ad space for you guys. We really appreciate it. We truly do. And we thank you guys for helping us here at the Kill Rock Podcast. Uh, we're only 18, 19 episodes in, and we are so blessed because I was in a band for seven years, and not once did we ever get traction uh, like this podcast is doing in four months. So that's why we want to thank you guys. This has been a, such a blessing to be able to talk to you guys, to hear your feedback. And uh, you know what? To be able to talk to amazing bands. That's one thing I've always wanted to do. And that's one thing I get to do. And we have some more amazing bands on the way. We'll let you know once uh, everything's set in stone. So stay tuned here on the Kill Rock Podcast. The hashtag KRP. And we'll see you on Wednesday for... Album review!